Tri-State Space Program. I'm Jake the Astronaut. I'm sitting here with my bandmates in Texas T. Uh, we got Travis. I'm Travis. <laughs> and we got a phone fucking going off. That's a Christmas song. <laughs> in July, man. Uh, and we got Sean back again for the third time. Yep. Uh, so uh, I've kind of wanted one of the flagship like topics of this podcast to be... Uh, local music. So, I was thinking, like, uh, you guys are from Illinois. So, you guys have any stories or any, uh, what, what's it like in Illinois as far as the local music scene? Well, as far as from where from, there. Where are you from? Just like the county or whatever. We're from, so I'm from Gallatin knows. County, and Travis, what's your county? Saline County. And Saline County, and that's right beside, that's like all in the general Southern Illinois area, but there's, uh, as far as shows go, me and Travis played at uh, SIC, which is our uh, local community college, and uh, we were in the band Deep Sun Mushroom Tribe. Uh, so that was uh, Sean's. Uh, Sean hated that name. I, I didn't hate the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who came up with it though? That was me. I came up with the name, and we had actually been working on names for a long time. We were making some really stupid shit. I don't think it's going in, Jake. No, it is. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we were doing a lot of stupid shit for a little bit. But what happened there was we, uh, I was in a music class and there's a drum set in there, and I was like, I'm just gonna fuck around a little bit, you know. And uh, went there and I, I just jammed out for a little bit, and then apparently Travis and our singer Nathan was looking for a drummer, so. My teacher, like, we had two drummers, and then another drummer came after me and just completely botched it. Like, he tried playing, like, fucking some ACDC shit, and then the teacher was like, oh, don't pick, don't pick that guy. Pick Sean. He's way better. So, and then we just started playing right beside the, um, we started playing right beside the band room and stuff. and In the little practice room. Little practice room. It was like oh, a yeah. four by four foot four, room. Yeah. With, you had an electronic drum set. I had an electronic man. drum kit. We may have some really wacky shit. Like, we may have a pirate rap and, like... <laughs> Right. What was that colossal uh, epic we wrote about? Uh, colossal epic. Yeah. The what's that goddamn squid thing? The in the the kraken. The kraken. Oh, yeah, it's called the kraken. Really? Yeah. So you just kind of fucked around. You both went to that community college, I take it. Like. Yeah, yeah. We, and we yeah, got so. together through our music teacher. We were in different classes, and he just okay. said we should we should uh, play together, and we did, and then it's history from there. Yeah, and we did different shit. Like we did um, we did a tribute to. Our uh, music teacher, Kurt Miyashiro. It was uh, like a whatever song that was. The, it was like an Asian rap. Da 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 da. We also oh, did, we also did Asian. Uh, yeah. Turning Japanese. No, no, not turning Japanese. But like the classic, you know, with the gong. Oh, okay. Da 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 da. Traditional. Oriental. Yeah. He had a gong sound. Eastern Asian. Yeah. Bells and whistles. That's why it sounded awesome on that. Yeah. So like, how? As far as like you guys playing shows, how did that? I mean, I know you you were in high school, or you were in community college just out of high school, so a lot of times you're not 21 yet, and the shows are sparse. But what right, shows did you play? We did. Uh, well, the first show I think we did was the talent show at SIC. Really? And uh, yeah, we played that. Who'd you compete against? Like, what what was the array of like uh, talents that 
were showcased that night? Well, there was one girl who was really cool. I thought she would have got first play. She uh, was flinging a bunch of glow sticks around and shit and uh, did a routine to something. <laughs> her she fucked her glow stick up. Yeah, she freaked really? out, man. She had to get off stage. It was really cool until she messed it up and then she was crying. Yeah, she was good. Oh, yeah, then it she, sucked. It sucked for after that, but she was really good, though. But I don't know her background. I don't know. Something probably like we got third in the Celine show. Dion or some anyway, shit. I don't see. Know. Yeah, we got we ended up getting the third place. We were competing against other singers and stuff. I still say that that show was rigged. Like I know that those judges had their hands in the singers' pockets or vice versa. Really? Like that somebody yeah. knew somebody. It was biased. Somebody yeah. knew someone. But I mean, yeah. As far as band, we were the only band that performed. There's one guy that did a uh, he did a Harry Potter monologue. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. In an English accent? No, not an English accent. But uh, he, he wore a cape and he just did a dramatic Harry Potter like. He's kind of like Christopher Walken. Yeah. Uh, okay. Talking a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's he like, would do the line, and then he would do another line. Yeah. But he would never really put the lines together. <laughs> William Shatner almost. Yeah. He's like I didn't do anything. You know? <laughs> As Harry Potter walking would say, but, uh, <laughs> Harry Potter walking. yeah, but uh, it was, I mean, that was, that was different, but, uh, if you say it again, I stab you in the face with my magic wand. I say, <laughs> I say, Wingardium Leviosa, you know, that sounded like an orgasm. Oh, Leviosa. Yeah. It was about the same thing. That's how Christopher Walken talks, but. Yeah. Dude, but I, it, he's in the second Joe Dirt, actually. Was, as an aside, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know there was a second kind of Joe Dirt. I'm excited about it. Yeah, oh, there's a new it one. It might be out already. There's a trailer right now. Yeah. Oh, shit, okay. I, I don't even know when it comes out. Yeah, the I first su- one was classic. I so. surprisingly didn't like that movie a lot, so. The first one? Yeah. Dude, the first one was great. Yeah. What the. Uh, okay, so. We got, we got third place, as I was saying, yeah, because. Was ask. It was just two singers. The singers were really good, don't get me wrong, but. You know, they just sang um, some uh, covers. Were, were there so, any magicians or anything? No, I, it was a glow stick and the Harry Potter walking. Actually, around. you know what's funny? That's it. Like, for the talent portion of that show, we played Pondering Wolf. Which oh at yeah, the time, that's cool. Yeah, it was called yeah. Hungry. That's on a brand new EP. Yeah, it was called. By the way. Travis said it was. <laughs> Travis said it was called. Okay. Hungry. I always thought it was called yeah. Hunger, but whatever. E R Y. Not much of a difference, but how much has the change? Uh, uh, how much has the song changed from it's changed when you a lot? I mean, how like I know Mike is playing on it now, but you what did you have before? Did you have a lead guitar on it before, or was it just, just a my voice? my lead part? And we had five guys in the band, but we were all pretty much playing the same thing. And it was straight reggae though. Like this one's got like a da 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 da. Yeah, we have a lot more. We have a lot more new version. Riffs and catchy parts to the new song. We have okay. a mic. Yeah, we have a mic. Well, actually, wasn't, that was a mic. That was, if you think about it, that was Dylan who wrote that. Dylan did write that. Yeah, you remember? Yeah, he used that. So. Oh, he did. Yeah. Dylan. Technically, shout out. Yeah. technically, that was Dylan. How do you right. pronounce his last name? Verzina. Verzina. Okay. Verzina. All right. Fucking Dylan. Zina. Dylan. Though we had two guitarists actually before we. Uh, before we had this finalized, we had lineup. three guitars. Three is three, three extra. Yeah. We have two now. Jesse, well, Dylan. Oh yeah, Jesse, yeah, Mike. We had four guitars. Yeah, yeah, four at one time, but two extra ones like that ended up not becoming part of Texas T and the Jangle Sheep. Yeah, but uh, no, they uh, they kind of helped at first with the backing portion. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like now, I feel like we don't need a, another guitar. 
No. But at the time, when it we was were just too jamming. much. But yeah, and it's too much space too. I mean, we were oh, I had wow, a guitar yeah. up my ass the whole time we were playing. So. We might be getting a bigger room now, though. Yeah, that'd be I mean, nice. Everyone listening doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, but <laughs> I, it's, it, we have a tiny fucking room right now. We're in a fucking cubby hole. So if we could get We're in a closet. We stand around and hug. We don't even play music. Yeah, we just yeah. it's a group hug. Close we are. But yeah, and we also had a different singer for the Deep Sun Mushroom Tribe. Oh yeah? Uh yeah. He uh, just played guitar. Well, as far sing. as the harmony, you asked about that a minute yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. He actually on that song, I think he did really good harmony. Really, really good. Yeah. On top. It was way different. He was a classically trained singer. I guess oh, you could say well, like really. on every song. Opera oh, song. Man. So it was like whoa. <laughs> Wow. And that's how it kind of was. So it was, it was a little bit different. He was a good front man, though. He, right. He, he, was he, he was yeah, he was, was He was a pretty big guy, though. So Sean, well, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I can't say that on the podcast. <laughs> no, you can't say that on podcast. Anyways, yeah, that's how, that's how that song changed. And uh, we also had two other members, um, Austin Parker. He was really good at bass. He had some cool bass lines really? for that, yeah. And Lucas. Probably better than mine. Lucas but, is really good, too. He's another guitarist. And, yeah, thinking about the band, I don't know, should I tell him your nickname from the old band? Go for it. I don't care. Well, the song, Jungle Come Older Now, used to be called DBFS. Yeah. Which actually stood for Dumb Bitch Flipstick, <laughs> which was a name given to Sean. That was his name? That's his nickname. Yeah, that's because... Uh, when I played in that band, I dropped my sticks on a daily <laughs> basis. And that's funny. He was even as my cell phone. Is that dumb bitch flipstick? Is what it became. But dumb yeah. bitch flipstick. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Well, uh, Lucas, he like he only played that one show. We actually didn't really play. Like he joined the band right near the end of it. Really. Oh yeah. You know what I mean, so. But then we played like another house party at Travis's. That was fun. That was fun because that was more our crowd. Like we were at the talent show. We were playing with a bunch of old people and really? other people performers. So it was. Well, kind of well, weird. That's kind of like playing a bar now. <laughs> yeah. Play for a bunch of old people and other bands. Yeah, but I don't know. Have, uh, did either of you guys play anything but the talent show? I mean, you said something about house parties earlier. Like what? Oh, yeah. In my first band, I played the law shows, actually. I played like 10 shows. I played more shows. Before the band? Was that before that, was that before, before the Deep Sun? No, even before that. Before, before Deep Sun Mushroom Tribe? Before Deep Sun Mushroom Tribe and before Fill in the Blank, which was Fill in the Blank, uh... Oh, for Phil in the, I guess I can talk about that one for a second. For Fill in the Blank, that was my band previous, my two, two bands ago. That was two bands ago, basically. And uh, we played at, we practiced all the time. We played at a pool party. Okay. And it was just, uh, it wasn't, it was horrible. Were there, the worst some, thing were there like chicks around in their bands? Yeah, there's, a, like, there's a bunch of chicks around. I mean, that's cool. But, I mean, when we played, they, play all, they all fucking hated it. Everyone, there's only <laughs> one person dancing around. Like, one person, like, my guitarist wrote a bunch of offensive songs, like oh. mouthing a lot of people, like they didn't, specific people from high school that they, they were didn't cotton to it. Yeah, and like a couple people left, like they were so pissed, like Ooh. not pissed off. They were like, "Ugh, like you guys are assholes," kind of. So that was horrible. But <laughs> you that's, 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 we were good though. We were we were a really good band. Like Phil was awesome, and like we made up some creative shit. We just never had vocals or lyrics or. Uh, anything like that so and we just played in the attic we had no drive to go out and actually play our music somewhere because there was nowhere really to play too you know like Evansville honestly me and Travis were still together we'd probably just be 
jamming out at little house parties in Illinois. That's about all there is. Well, what was the craziest house party you played? Like, how many people were there? Like, uh, the, the biggest. The okay, biggest the biggest house party I ever played was in Vociferous, which was my first ever band. Okay. And uh, I don't know. There's about thirty people, forty people there. But the thing was, no one was paying attention. Like it was us in in the barn, and then a bunch of people playing beer pong. No one listened to us, and there was one drunk guy who was up front just dancing his ass off. Yeah, he was jamming out. That made that night. We were basically all just playing for the one singer, like swarming him, like oh, listen to our shit because you're only person paying attention to us, you know. But. So I, that I was kind of awkward, that, too. That's fun. It's not about who's not there, man. It's about who's there. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> but it's kind of like a lot of people I knew at my school, so it was kind of awkward. And then after that, I was just like, yep. And we walked out and we left. We didn't party or nothing because it was just yeah. like, well, no one even knew we were here. It's like if we would have went up to them, they would have been like, oh, you guys were playing music? Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck that, dude. I, but, I've had people like that. At bars, even. It's like, dude, we're the fucking talent of the night. Like... We're the only thing happening at this bar. <laughs> how did you other not know than, we were other here? than like people playing the jukebox during our breaks? Like, how in the world did you not know I was playing? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I guess that seems cocky, but it's not. Like, we were making fucking loud noise in the corner of this bar for like two hours. Yeah. How do you not know? And then other shows we played. We played a couple like. Um, I guess a good place to play is like little. Uh, not really festivals. I don't know what you call it, like cold days, popcorn days, oh. town and country days, whatever. Little old town festivals. Little town festivals. It went, I wouldn't yeah. even call it a festival. Whatever you call it, though. Like, 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 like when uh, the country gets together to eat a corn dog. Yeah, exactly. When the country gets together to eat a corn dog. I know what you're talking about. Dog. Like a town Eat taffy. Meeting. <laughs> Not, get drunk. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's like a block party almost, Like, but for that town. Well, like, what, Fall Fest. It's like Fall Fest, okay, except yeah, way yeah. smaller. That's cool. Like a hundred times. We've we have yeah. we've had that in Rockport where I'm where I went to high school and middle school, so I've yeah. experienced that shit. But we I played a couple shows there. Uh, that was all right. Just people walking by mainly. People walking by and then people who came, you know, family and friends. Oh yeah. Uh, that was our main crowd. And we played at Gilio's, which is like a uh, about a pizza place as big as this. Uh, room is about you know ten feet wide, uh, and we just blasted the shit out of everyone's <laughs> eardrums. There's a uh, there's a place called the Cream in Owensboro, which we should actually look at playing. I've seen bands that played there. The Cream uh, recently, yeah. Um, Sounds very sexual. Me and a drummer, and I played I played my Telecaster and sang, and he just drummed, and we went back like it was raining, so their back patio area at that time was not covered. Yeah. So we, we went out back at first. Actually, I was late. I had to work over, and I was pissed off at the sales guy that made me work over. And uh, So I was like two hours late, but I was in time enough to play the show. I just had to set my shit up and play immediately. Yeah. And it's weird when it's a two-piece like that because then it's like, God damn it, dude. Like, it's one other person that fucked up, you know? Yeah. So uh, you're the <laughs> yeah. only other person. So. <laughs> that would be bad, yeah. So you, I showed up and, like... He called me on the way, actually, and he was like, hey, man, it's raining, and uh, so I, I'm starting to set up inside. And he set his drums up inside, fully set them up, and it's just tiny, like you're saying, like, kind of like a shotgun building, yeah. where it's like probably 15 feet wide, and that includes the bar. So you're, you're just crammed in this corner up front by the glass window, and we... We, like, started, because I set my shit up inside, and we started, and we realized we were way too fucking loud. 
for how this and it and we looked outside it wasn't raining anymore so we went back to the patio where we were originally supposed to play and played a pretty decent show yeah like, yeah switch mid-show yeah we're moving like, out we, here Let's we go. played like one song and we realized we were too loud and we moved so we had to set our shit up again but luckily it it wasn't we still got like an hour and a half to play so it like remind me like if what if like if black keys fucked up it's not like in our band yeah. we could be like like who did it and we could all just like yeah act ignorant about it like i don't know maybe it was jake i don't know the, yeah, there's, a, there's a part of playing in a band with people. You with a say, bunch I, don't, of people. I don't know who fucked up. It wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> even though you know it fucking yeah, was. You know it was. You know you fucked heart. it. Yeah. Everyone knows it. But That's the problem with me and Sean, mainly because if we fuck up, you hear the difference being in the band. You know. Well, yeah, but it's like you guys, it's like I don't know whose guitar that was necessarily. Yeah, well, I mean, with us, it's kind of like too. If you. You know, if, if you fuck up, I mean, the whole song, like, stutters almost. It's like, because, yeah. you know. But I think that's the benefit of how we set up our stage, you know, guitar on each side. That way it is more obvious in the yeah. tonal difference. So what, okay, so me and Sean have, have really put our opinions on audio with the two podcasts we've done. But uh, since you're here, Travis, let's, uh, we've talked about our favorite songs and, like, the EP and everything. What... What is your favorite song on the EP and why? Just to give you a good journalistic, <laughs> music journalism question. My favorite song on the EP, is, that's hard to decide because every time I listen to the album, I like more and more about each song. Okay. And every song has its ups and downs. And I normally don't like the ones I'm singing, but if I listen <laughs> purely to the instruments and the songs that I sing, I really like. Ever Afternoon is probably my favorite recording. Yeah. So with the transgressions like that, with, uh, you know, you said you had different songs that you liked throughout. Is it still constantly changing? Like, do you like, like, um... Yeah. Did you have a favorite at first and it changed? Yeah. And you were like, oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. When I first got the EP, for instance, real quick, like, when I first got the EP, Morning Doesn't Come Again was probably my favorite. But then... Even, the more I listen to it, it kind of changed to, like, Totem Pole. Even though Totem Pole is probably one of the, like, weakest energy songs, just the just right. the parts just killed me. And then it changed now. Probably Mountain is my favorite to listen to. So it's, it's totally changed for me. I mean, I love all of them. It's only five songs, six including the bonus, but... And another... I was going to ask you another question, Travis. Um... Is there a difference for you between what you like playing and what you like listening to in the EP? Like, is there... Or is it about the same? Like, what you like playing is what you like listening to? It goes both ways. Yeah. It just depends on my mood. And if I feel like I'm playing well, I love to play all the songs. But if I feel like I play like shit, then I would just love to sit around and listen to the EP because... It's totally different feeling, just playing and listening. It's, I mean, it's not even really close to the same thing. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's really, it's, it's not close to the same thing. But I mean, when I, I play, know. I focus mainly on what I'm trying to do. But when I listen to our EP, I listen to everybody. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. That's, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Like, just, just a song you like physically playing on guitar. Like, what's one of your favorite songs just to play? 
Um, I don't know. Off the EP, it'd be hard to say, but I mean, I really like the new stuff we're working on. Oh yeah, the new stuff. We yeah, we have about oh, five yeah. new songs that are probably gonna be on our next EP. It, or, dude, the way we're writing them, it's almost like it could be bigger than an EP once we get to recording it. Just how quickly we're writing the most awesome parts we've written. Yeah. And everything, like, evolves in music, too. It's not a constant. Like, what we start off with is something completely different at the end process. Yeah. So, I think... That's not a quick... What's your, do you like... Travis, do you like like the actually creation process of the music, or uh, which would you prefer, the creation music of the the creation of the music, or the end result, like playing a set song, something that's done, the process or the result, basically. It depends on the song. If yeah. it's if it's like a fairly simple song that's not real fun to play, and then creating it can get pretty. Pretty old, pretty quick, because you're playing the same part over and over and over again. Trying to just reach that new. Especially standard. as like the rhythm guitarist, I play a lot of like you know, just play a chord here, play a chord there, and that gets kind of old. So, I like the songs where we all kind of take off in different different parts of the song. We yeah. all kind of showcase our talents one by one throughout the song. Those are my favorite. Yeah, I think it. I think it works too, because I mean, it makes it's all individualistic, but it forms together to make. Still one style at the end of it too, which is important. You know, it doesn't sound like Travis is painting, playing country, and Jake's doing a rap beat, <laughs> and I'm playing some funk on the drums. And my favorite part about this band, Texas T, really is the way that we're able to create songs that aren't totally alike. Yeah, and they mm. all have their own sort of style to them, and they're all good in their own way. And I, I like he said the song, or like one of you said the songs. That where each of us kind of get our moments. I really like those songs because then it's like, uh, it's almost like a tag team match, like an audio tag team match because you're just like tagging somebody else in for the next part. A lot of times it leads right into the next part. It so then you just, like you just look look at them and then they start their part. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're on stage, it's just fantastic to do that. The moment Set up songs like that. The moment you nail a part. And then you know it's time for somebody else to nail their part. That's the, yeah. that's the best because you're like, I, I did it. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> and you're like, hope this guy can do it. And then you're kind of just playing yeah. along, watching the But it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you like wipe the sweat off your forehead. You're like, woo, got that one yeah. done. It's kind of how it is in that new song. That, uh, <clears throat> I don't even know what we're calling it, but uh, where do you have basically a... Where one guitar goes to another, you're matching your guitar at the end of the solo... Oh, right. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the dual guitars. Yeah, the dual guitars, basically. What's that called, though? I don't know. I well, know it's like a melody on, on top of melody. It's like a key different. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. but either way, like you guys do your parts, and then I come in with a drum fill, too. And that's basically my time to shine for a second. And then I just go back into it and listen to you guys doing it. So The drummer is the transition, I think. Uh, a lot of times provides the transition. Like, rarely do I provide a transition. I just have to go along with all of them. Uh, A lot of times it's a guitar, actually. But then you come up with a part on top of whatever they're playing on guitar, so then it it all molds together that way. Yeah, and it's not like... There's a lot of of music. I've been listening to... uh, 
uh, Catfish and the Ballmen. I think they're awesome. They're incredible bands. But like their music's different than ours because like how theirs is is just a steady drum beat and like light guitars, and it's all about the vocals that form the song. Where our songs are more like. The music is their own part. They're not just, it's not just background, you know? Yeah. So, to just back up the vocals, like we actually have, if anything, vocals are backing up our music and yeah. our stuff. Oh, that's pretty much. That's what we try to do, really. Well, yeah. what would you, what would you say as far as writing goes in this band compared to the other bands? Uh, writing goes? Yeah. Or just... As oh, far okay. as writing like songs, oh, as far as or okay. compared to Deep Sun Mushroom Tribe, yeah, or like any other band, I mean, or like fill in the blank or whatever. Um, as far as creation wise goes, um, I like definitely like this band better because we we each all four of us will come up with our own things and then we'll write on it. You know, we're all in it together. You know, but compared to fill in the blank. Basically what happened is my guitarist Phil was super creative and he come up like with a structured song without hearing anything. Just on his own, he come up with a structured song and I would always write drums to it. So it, there wasn't as much creativity in that band compared to this to where I I'll jump in, you know, in a lot of songs we do. Cause I mean, you know, you can't really for drums. You can't really be like, oh, check this out, and then everyone else is like, I hear the song, and then music just flourishes out of it. You know, what I mean, I kind of do have to follow you guys still, but uh, I think for vocals and stuff, it's kind of more where that comes in to where I can, you know, right. s- spread my creativity a little bit easier. Well, what about you, Jake? As far as Itter goes, well, as far as Itter and uh, the other bands I've been in, I. I've really only been in one band before this where I had, uh, I was actually the song singer-songwriter for a time in a band in Tell City called Color and Contrast. I played bass and I sang in that band for the first few months and then we got a singer and he screamed a little bit and sang. Uh, he was pretty good, uh, but he, he wrote amazing lyrics, but he never did, uh, he never did go the full way and, uh, until we played a show which we actually played at Shelter House in Huntingburg uh, this guy I never really heard him sing and scream that well because at practice we had too small of a PA so when I did hear him it was like that was awesome but up until that point I had been the main singer songwriter and then every other band I've been in since that time was I just kind of backed up whoever uh, I was in a cover band for a little bit, but I don't count that as, you know, uh, as well, this I mean, kind of thing. It's, yeah, it's not creating. You're just this band is like we. It's it's literally. Right, okay. I feel like one of four people in this band, and that's something that in a lot of bands, one guy is probably doing the work of two or three people compared to the others. You know, mm-hmm. but in this band, it's like everybody actually contributes vocals to this situation until and if we get uh, a singer. Uh, that's how it's going to be, I feel like. We'll just all share the responsibility of the vocals. Well, even if we do get a singer, I mean, we could, we could still help them out. Because, I mean, you know, I we mean, there's a there. difference between having, uh, I think something that we kind of lack is just like a super distinct voice. You know what I mean? I mean you, we still write good music, you know, at least in my opinion. And, like, we make songs, though, you know. Yeah. 
it's just the voice itself. But and Travis, uh, I was gonna ask you the same question, but because you're kind of more like I don't know. I guess I would say Mike brings a lot of feeling to the guitar, but he's far more. I guess he tries to do a lot more technical stuff, where it's really fast and guitar solo. You're kind of more like. I guess the soul of the song, you know what I mean? Definitely, I, feel I know like what you too. mean. Like typically, I'll bring in something that's kind of catchy, like a riff that'll work, and then you'll come in with some crazy drums just to add on top of it, and it'll sound good. But then Michael come in and it'll just change it all together. Yeah. But it's normally formed from like just a little, little what do you call it? Something in my head. Just I don't know. Just like something easy. I mean, do you ever feel like that you have? too much responsibility because I mean I know like you said we all do we all do pitch in but at the same time I do feel like you do just a little bit more and bring a little bit like your own creative energy like well I don't say I wouldn't say it's more laborious for me because when I write these things I'm having fun doing and I'm just sitting at home playing so when I bring them in my hope is that everybody wants to play it not that this is going to be a song that we're going to play yeah that's true well, it's not a fully formed idea when anyone brings in anything. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, we've almost written songs based on my bass riffs before. Yeah. yeah. I've brought in a couple that we've like jammed on for a minute, but never really like. But I, I don't expect that's you know eventually that could happen. Us write a whole song based on the beginning of something that I was writing, but I don't know. There, that's what's awesome about it is like everyone has the opportunity to bring in an idea. And have it turned into a full song. Uh, it just—it's Travis and Mike mainly so far that have been uh, so that far have brought like the the decent and like you know full enough ideas that it's not a stretch to turn it into a song for everyone else. And I feel like a lot of times we play the stuff that I bring in because I have so much trouble trying to play to what someone else makes. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I have that song, Fleas. That's one song we've played live a couple of times that, uh, uh, you know, you've... Or I, once suck. I suck at that song. No, 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 no. You've, you've come up with, like, a really good part uh, for it, though, since since, it, since yeah. we played it live. Uh, but you have, like, a really full, like, memorized part now. Yeah. And, uh, I think that... I'm just uh, fingering my guitar. Well, I think uh, it's easy for Mike to do that more so than you because he's playing bass. So he's, he's got another like essential instrument going on in that and you have like the the layer on top. But uh, one thing I definitely wanted to talk about because uh, I don't know how long we're gonna, this podcast is gonna be necessarily, but uh, one thing I wanted your opinion on Travis is like me and Sean, the last two podcasts have really kind of uh, stroked uh, stroked the pineapple project a little bit yeah (laughs) we've stroked them pretty good but i just wanted your uh input on that like how or your opinion i guess like the the pineapple project when they first decided to to change management and become that like what was your reaction and how did you feel about it compared to now like what it's become well we had only played one show there's the hobo jungle and when we played, we had all that adrenaline and excitement because it was our first show. You know, it's time to showcase who we are, play some music. And I, I, that first show, I had a great time, and I think everybody liked us. We were, I think they kind of gypped us on the sound. 
Yeah. It was pretty far off. A little bit, yeah. And the next time we came in, it was the pineapple, and we were all like, oh, the pineapple, you know, this is going to be dumb. But, you know, since then, this, uh, the second show, we didn't really get a whole taste because they were still in transition from yeah. hobo to pineapple. But we were actually calling it the what? The pineapple jungle? Yeah. During <laughs> yeah. the transition, I, I think I tweeted that, yeah, that was pretty on funny. Facebook or something, I put it out. But the last show we went to at Oswego... I think they did an amazing job putting on the festival. The Oswego Festival at Pineapple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we were the first band to go on, and I had to leave afterwards. But I thought <laughs> that they did great sound, and the atmosphere in the bar was good. Yeah. I liked it. There are plenty of chicks hanging out, which is a sign that a bar is, like, comfortable. And it's got, like, a comfort level, you know, like a decent comfort level, I think. That's one thing I noticed. I mean, they have, like, couches and stuff in there. You just chill out for a yeah. while. Yeah, it's like a lounge almost in some aspects, but what, uh, how did you feel uh, about, like, actually playing, like, uh, up on stage, how did it, uh, you said something about the sound, so what, what changed about the sound specifically that you really, that is really awesome now compared to when it was kind of, you felt gypped almost, like? Well, I think we were still trying to find exactly... I mean, we still are, but we're we were still trying to find, you know, our levels, like, and how we're how we're supposed to sound, because we've been playing for a while, and we play on top of each other, and in this jam room, it's hard to get the levels you want. But now that we've been playing, now that we've played a couple shows, we kind of get, you know, the level and volume that it's supposed to be. And at the first show, I think the sound guy he had like he had the vocals way fucking up, and it was just reverberating off the ceiling. And everybody's ears so loudly. But I really enjoyed that show. And the second show, man, I was... I didn't have a good time then. I felt like I did so terrible at that show. But the sound was better. And now, we've kind of gotten the hang of it. And, yeah. I, uh, think, uh, I think that full throttle sound management or whatever, we talked about them last time. I think they were just way faster. Because before, it was just one guy. And we he had, had to wait an hour and a half. Up. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a problem, you know. These guys, immediately, it was like, mm-hmm. set your shit up, you know, yeah. like, we had to go quick. Sean, how did you feel about, like, about how professional they were? Like, I mean, uh, as I said in the last podcast, uh, I, I really liked them a lot. I mean, I felt like these guys should possibly be, like, getting business all around town and doing most of the local gigs, really, because... They're professional. They were quick. They made you sound good. They actually—that's the difference between the first time and that time. First time, they heard us and they didn't really change anything. Like they heard that we were blaring everyone's eardrums out, but they didn't fix it. So we just kept going with the same thing. They just like set it up, say, "Well, this is what it is." That those guys would, in the middle of while you're playing, like, "Oh, if that's a little too loud," they turn it down themselves. Like you wouldn't. And that's the thing. It's like if you have to tell someone. I want this down, then, then I mean, why are they even there operating? They, sound yeah, right why are in they the doing place? the sound in the first place? Exactly. Right. I mean, that should—that's their job, so they should know how to do it. And these, like I said, those guys knew what they were doing. So I mean, I'd like to, because that's a, that's a big thing. Is it's almost just as big as the music, you know? If like you hear a really good band that's just blowing your eardrums out, it it's not going to sound good. It's going to be too loud. That's all you're going to think after the show. You're just going to be like, man, that was way too loud. But with these guys, you could, we could actually play our stuff and really show them like what we were instead of just noise. We had a lot of folks come in at the first show because Mike mm-hmm. had 
a million friends. I had yeah, a, I said I had that a group first of podcast, yeah. old people. There, how many people would you think he brought? Like at least forty people. I that's mean, what there I were said. a lot I said of about people. Fifty, yeah. It's, he brought a shit ton of people from Jasper. So if we're playing around Jasper next time, which by the way, plug that show. Uh, we don't know. It's going to be in September. Uh, seems like early September. We're going to play a show in Jasper. Uh, if you if you follow us on Twitter or uh, uh, like us and follow us on Facebook, I'm sure you'll get the update pretty soon. Um, let's uh, before we, because I know we don't have a lot of time. Let's talk about the EP a little bit more. Uh, <clears throat> so, like, how was your like? Uh, Let's discuss the recording experience now that Travis is here. How did you feel about it? Like, what, uh, I don't know, what surprised you about recording, I guess, would be a... The monotony of the whole thing. Yeah. You, you, you do your part, and you're stressing the whole time because you want to get it perfectly, and you never get it just right. And the rest of the time, you're sitting there listening to everybody else, which is pretty <laughs> crucial because you need, you know, the band's input, or else sometimes you'll come out with stuff that you're like, why, why is that in the song? Yeah. But... It was fun too, at the same time. Yeah, even even after the monotony too, there's still some things that you listen back on. And you're like, wow, why did I do that? Like, <laughs> you have to be as critical. It's recording is a super serious. Like, it's not. That's that's like where your work ethic comes highly into play. Yeah. Like, you, you can't just play around. You gotta be focused. Like, this is what I'm gonna do. Do it about. A million times, and then you're still gonna have something you don't like in the song. But yeah, like Travis said, though, and other times you're just sitting on the couch for five hours listening to someone else do their stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of one thing that was bad. Like, it was our first time. I don't think any of us knew how to really. I, I recorded with my last band, but we did it all in like a, a all. We did it in a room that was all together. And like we did it so fast, so you did it live. You we we did it live. Okay, and that's and the, the and that's the instrumental band you said. Yeah, and okay. our second album, we did in different rooms, but we all did it at the same time. Still, like we had headphones where we could hear each other and do it at the exact same time, and just it's essentially live again, just yeah, recorded it separately. Yeah. But um, that's just for the sound quality. Yeah, but I mean that's that's band. not that's not as good a way to record, in my opinion, unless you guys are just tight as can be but yeah. <clears throat> yeah I mean one thing we did as I was saying one thing we did was we near the near the end because we went about like what six like yeah. ten times maybe I don't know if it was ten it was close about though. six times yeah, yeah six, six, seven, six times and all these times weren't just like oh come there for an hour it was you'd be there for eight hours it took up six full days like, Probably. we had to go out and get lunch and get supper and just... Yeah, it was like, we, 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 Yeah, we didn't, we didn't leave the place all day long, six different times. But even, a couple of times, like, we started getting late. I, I personally feel like I did. And it was just like, well, they're doing their part, so I'm just going like, to... We don't have to come. I mean, I got stuff to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of what happened. I think we, we each did that a but, couple times. Yeah. That's, I mean, that wasn't our... But like I said, next time I think we'll be better prepared and know how long it's going to actually take and just be better at doing it. Because it's, it's nerve-wracking, too. Like, There's talk of us doing less songs the next time. Instead of five or six, do like four. Yeah. Or three or four, you know. 
and Gary, I mean, he was Gary, the guy who recorded us. He did a fantastic job, but he's moved now. So our new He's about to, I think a week or two from now he's moving. Our new album's probably going to sound a little bit different too. Yeah, depending on who we get to do it. Uh, don't know if it's going to be him or not. Um, we were throwing around the idea of going to someone different just to... This for convenience sake. Yeah. This so it's closer. Because, I mean, if we have to do six times again, I don't think I could drive yeah, four exactly. hours to do it six times. Have to go, like, stay for, like, a week. Yeah, we have house. to rent a hotel or something. Or at his house, yeah, just chill his house. So Live by someone who records or to hear this, uh, you know, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. And, uh, what's up, man? <laughs> we are in the front of the jam room right now. And uh, another another guy from the jam room is here. <laughs> I, won't name his, I won't name any names. Because uh, he didn't agree to be on this podcast. So... How how do you guys feel about the jam room? That's a that's another experience we've had that we can talk about a little bit before we go. What, uh, you know, there's like a, compared to other rooms we played in. Have you guys? Yeah, like. I mean, it's a room to play music that has locked doors. That's good enough for me. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually different on that subject. I uh, I think where you practice at is a. It's, it, may, it can make a ton of difference. Like, okay, like here, we kind of have a community. And uh, one thing we're glad about is when we get this big room, that's going to make me like a million times happier because we're kind of cramped. That's like the bad thing about that. But we, uh, you know, we kind of have a community. It's like a music place to where my last band, or the two bands ago, I played in an attic all the time, just me and a guy in an attic and in his parents' house. So. You know, after a while, that got old. We were just... Because it was, it was kind of, like, not depressing, but, like, it got, like, a little, like... Started to bum me out. I'm like, man, yeah, no one's old here. hanging in no the Yeah, hanging out in the attic. And it's just me and him, and there's not much to do, and... Like, it, it just bums you out after a while. It's, like, exciting at first, but then yeah, after a while... Getting like, a change for a jam room makes 100% of a difference. I like, think it will in here, too, especially with the natural light at first. Yeah. Which is going to eventually be covered up. Uh, but, so no one can look in and see that we have all this musical equipment. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Uh, and in my first band, we played in a high school band room, so that was nice and open. Then we got kicked out of there after a while, so... Have you ever played in a studio or somewhere that was sound-treated? No, never. But then we went to this random guy who wasn't even in our band. He didn't even really like us that much. What he wanted, he was a drummer, but he sucked. Oh, yeah. So he didn't really like, and no one... He didn't suck, but he wasn't that good. Yeah. But he... uh, Nothing special. Nothing special. But what he was trying to do... Was sneak his, I know that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to sneak his way into the band. So what he did was he was like, yeah, you guys can come play at my place, you know. And he thought, oh, I get to play drums a little bit and show off my stuff. But we never did that. Like, we just went to his house, played, and left. Every, literally for, like, three months. Like, he wasn't even in the band. It was his parents' house. We'd come all times of the week, and he'd be pissed off. And... We just bummed in his house for that was like the most <laughs> awkward situation. Now that I think about it, it was so fucking weird. And then, but like I said, after about four months, we uh, we left. The, I mean, band's exciting too. I mean, you know, 
it's kind of like you go out and party really and bring people back and have a good time so yeah. people do are attracted to that and he was for a while but after four months not being in the band me using his shit and us just not giving a fuck and just eating all of his food shitting in his bathroom <laughs> doing all that stuff he was tired of it you know so I, I can we left there man. and then one time I played at a church too that was kind of weird because uh, I was in a, oh yeah I can tell you guys about that I was in a Christian band not Christian oh, yeah. it was kind of a Christian band like I just did it to play drums, all right? Yeah. <laughs> but these guys were all Christian. At the time, I was going to church, and it was like my youth pastor or whatever. He was playing guitar and singing. Yeah. These guys were good. We played for about, like, probably two months, actually. But we played in a church, so, like, you how many... Like congregation? How many... Should? No, we never played... For, like, it was just us jamming out, but... Oh, yeah. How long could we... You know, what all could we actually do? Did you learn those that band went Christian nowhere. rock songs? That band went nowhere. We learned one Christian rock yeah. song. Yeah. But no, the, our, our, our pianist was yeah. awesome. I actually used to know how to play. She was a drummer, too, and a singer. Like She was an incredibly talented musician. And our other guys were really good, too. But we were all, like, they were, like, in their 30s or, like, even older, like, mid-30s. And we were all doing complete. I was in, like, high school. So we were doing completely different shit, you know. Yeah. Like, they were doing stuff like that, trying to lead a, uh, you know, a youth group and stuff and I was getting drunk at my friend's house every weekend you know trying to be as far away from that as possible so yeah it was yeah that was kind of a weird experience too play a lot music takes you to a lot of weird places it does really so what have you where have you jammed previously Travis like that was compared to this like it was a it was an extreme um we played at SIC. We played in that little bitty practice room off to the side, but that was kind of similar. I played in a band called Meet Sampson, which uh, was here in Evansville. Okay. And the drummer, he has a really nice, big finished basement. We played down there, and it was awesome. Oh, that's awesome. It was a lot of fun. We could just play as loud as we wanted to, anytime, and it was like a house environment. So, you know, it was really relaxed. And they were, uh, I mean, I wouldn't call it a Christian band, but they were all. Christians, they all went to the same church, and there I was, just playing guitar. <laughs> and basements are better than attics, too. Oh, I guarantee it. I played in a studio, like, half basement one time. It's like a, It was like a fully furnished studio, this guy. Uh, it was like his uncle owned the house, and uh, he was going to live there because his parents had both passed away when he was, like, 18 or 19. Uh, or he was 18 or 19 when I knew him and uh, so he got this big life insurance uh, thing and or, you know a life insurance payout or whatever and he built this built a studio in his uncle's basement and it was a fucking nice studio with sound treatment and the walls were like uh, angled so mm-hmm. that it reflected or actually you know didn't reflect sound uh, it was nice and we I uh, played bass in that band and uh it was pretty awesome. It sounded fucking awesome. Everybody, cool. except for the vocals, we didn't have a big enough PA, but uh, it sounded the music sounded fucking great in there because you just got the raw sound. It wasn't so much reflection, but uh, yeah, I, compared to this, that was like top notch. And now it's like we're in a room where it totally reflects, and you get a lot of noise. But I, we're all just one big, one big instrument playing sometimes. Sonic, it's yeah. just the yeah, it's that sonic. sonic it's a sonic assault. <laughs> into your eardrums and it gets to the point I mean when we first started playing we didn't know 
<laughs> we were we played so loud. Like yeah. we would leave, my ears would just ring for days. Me too. Yeah. Now we're all used to it, and our eardrums are shattered. So yeah, <laughs> doesn't really matter. They're all fucked. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I know I have to leave very soon. Yeah, so uh, Texas tea and the jangle sheep. That's pretty much I what know. we've been talking about this whole time. I'll just keep talking. Just uh, random shit to myself. Let's <laughs> leave. It's a Texas Tea dot Bandcamp, Texas Tea and the Jangle Sheep dot Bandcamp dot com. That's uh, where you can get the EP. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. I think our Twitter is at Texas Tea Jangle, and our SoundCloud thing is uh, SoundCloud dot com slash at or SoundCloud dot com slash Texas Tea Jangle. So check us out. Um, I am Jake the Astronaut. This has been the Tri-State Space Program. <laughs>